0: Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids' yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids' yoga community. Welcome to the Kids' Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi and welcome to another episode of the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica Mugis and this week I am joined by Pauline Korsani. Pauline is founder of Yoga Plus Kids and is a certified yoga instructor from the Yoga Institute in Mumbai, India and QCI Ministry of Ayush. Pauline has always been passionate about kids and yoga. She got married at the tender age of 19 and was blessed with a beautiful daughter a few years later. As a young mom and homemaker in an Indian traditional family, she has been very hands-on with her daughter's day-to-day routines. Simply watching her enjoy basic natural stretches at home inspired Pauline to pursue a career in yoga and start this venture. Pauline began her yoga journey with teaching adults after completing her yoga teacher's training at the Yoga Institute and subsequently moved on to kids as she truly believes that yoga practice from early ages can touch the mind and body in the best possible way. Pauline has now been teaching yoga to kids of various age groups for six years. She has also had the opportunity to teach at various reputed schools in Mumbai an NGO asima for underprivileged children, and her own private class. She has also taken many successful workshops for kids online and offline. She is looking to expand further with fun and creative routines. She has also recently expanded into pre and postnatal yoga sessions with expectant mothers. Pauline, welcome to the show. Hello.
1: Thank you, Jessica, for this amazing uh, opportunity that I get to interact with you and so many others.
0: Absolutely. I'm so glad you could be on. We were um, talking before we started recording and it's nighttime here and it's morning there. So talking to you in the future. Um, I want to start at the beginning. So if you can just share um, your journey with yoga. So when did you start practicing yoga? And then when did you decide that you wanted to share it with children?
1: Okay. So I started practicing yoga. I will not start from when I started practicing yoga. I'm going to start from when I was introduced to yoga. It was at a very early age when I was uh, you know, in my early, uh, in in like uh, 10, 12 years, When I used to go with my mom to the yoga institute while she was practicing. So I was, uh, I have seen yoga as a part of my family since I was, uh, you know, uh, 10, 12 years. And uh, I used to see her. So she used to do yoga because uh, she was not being, uh, she had a little health issues. That's how yoga was introduced to, I think, everyone here in India. So, that's when I started learning how yoga can be helpful. And uh, from there, it just it was a a big pause after that. And then uh, uh, I got married. Uh, It was like I was I was uh, 19 when I got married, I think uh, that all, uh, you know, is gonna is a part of uh, I think you've already mentioned that to the audience that I got married very early. And uh, post that uh, I got I, I conceived and I had a baby. That's the time when I realized, you know, I need to I need to take care of myself. I had put on a lot of weight. Weight was a major reason for me to switch to yoga. So from there I um I post pregnancy I decided to take care of myself. And you know, that's when actually my yoga journey started at the age of twenty four. Uh, and I decided that okay nothing doing I need to work on myself and I I actually switched started my yoga journey and you know did yoga because it was uh, just a lane away from my house and I thought okay this is the best time to lead my little one and you know go and uh, do something for myself so uh, from there it started and it went on went on like I, I guess for four or five years I just did nothing but just practiced under uh, good professional teachers and, you know, gained a good uh, knowledge about how it is going to happen. Then uh, there was a big shift in life when I decided, you know, I need to take some professional training. It was just for knowledge. There was no reason, you know, I had never decided that I'm going to uh, impart this knowledge to so many other people. So I decided to uh, gain some uh, professional knowledge, went to the Yoga Institute, which is based here in India, Mumbai. Went there, did a teacher training course, got myself really prepared for all that was coming. It was a difficult phase in life, you know, to leave your little one and uh, uh, go out, spend the whole day. I've never been doing that. I was never a working mother or, or a working woman i've always been a homemaker so to leave uh, all my duties back at home and go and uh, spend hours was very very difficult but somehow i sailed through managed got my <clears throat> got my uh, got my degree got my certificate
0: <coughs> and that's how it went i'm curious what that uh, certification was like because you're in the birthplace of india of yoga. You're in India, right? So I'm I'm just curious what a certification looks like there as compared to, we have the 200 hour certifications here in the States. So is it similar or is it completely different? Yes,
1: yes, yes. You need a minimum of 200 hours uh, training to get into uh, any professional degree for yoga. It's same here. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, that is one thing that is the criteria, I think, all around the world that you need to be, um, a minimum of 200 hours of uh, training uh, apart from that i have also done a kids yoga training from a from a you know indian lady here only she's been a part of all my journey ever since i have stepped into kids yoga so yes she was uh, she i've taken a little training under her she is internationally trained for kids yoga she was internationally trained and, you know, under her, I got a little guidance of uh, how how I'm supposed to do it. Though I had started my kids' yoga journey way before I met her. But uh, through her, I got a little uh, experience, little uh, knowledge of how I can work with the kids when it comes to yoga. And uh, apart from that, when I, I uh, finished my yoga uh, institute uh, certification, i did uh, i i started with uh, adults i did a lot of adults yoga you know and polished myself uh past uh, you know it's it's not easy to give instructions i would say i was uh, never out there in the field but when i got into yoga i was there and i had to give a lot of instructions to people and that's how i brushed myself trained myself imparted yoga i think for one year i did adults yoga and from there I uh, got an opportunity to be a part of a school, and uh, from there it was no looking back. It was just kids, 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 and I'm, I, I'm so amazed to be with them. They are so they are so much filled with love. Uh, I I don't know if I would want to do adult yoga, you know. Being around with kids is so much fun, and uh, it's really it's it's a different experience, you know. You will, when you're with them, you're just living your childhood. It feels like you're there and you're again a baby. You know, doing fun things. Yes. So yeah, that's how it all began, and you know, and I'm just expanding and exploring this part of me with kids. It's 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 a different person I am. I would say yoga has made me a different person ever since I've you know stepped in that.
0: Uh, right. It's it's a powerful practice, and that I just true. think it's so wonderful. You you took that leap of. What an uncomfortable feeling to take that leap from, um, you said you were at home with your daughter and then to be gone for the whole day. It's like such, I know that feeling being away from my kids, but it's like, you know that that's helping you grow and then you're becoming a better parent for that. So I'm so glad you did that.
1: Exactly. I I feel it's helping us be a better parent as well. And I always wanted my daughter to, uh, you know, to see me not just as a homemaker or you know entirely into the house with the family Uh, you know I wanted her to see me doing something and she was the first person who comes to me and tells me mom I'm so proud of you you're doing just (laughs) that's the best part you know when you get to uh, listen to that from your child it's all worth it. Trust me, it's all worth it. That that step that I took when she comes and and she was so happy. She used to go to her friends and tell, "Hey, look, my mama teaches <laughs> yoga to kids." And you're uh, in India. Kids yoga is just not that popular. It's still starring. It's just mm. starring. You know. Yes. Yes so uh-huh. yeah that that was like that's when i felt okay i did the best thing that i could and i said i've set it the best example that i could for her yes do you do yoga with her at home yes in fact I, w- yeah. I should share this with you in lockdown it was just uh she and me doing yoga on the yoga mat and you know we learned so much it's, it's a completely different feeling. In fact, I've seen your videos doing yoga with kids. I'm sure you will yeah. be able to connect with that. It's so much fun to do yoga with them. They they just love it. And, you know, that bond and the connect that you share on the yoga mat, that fun that you have is, is really, it's really nice and great. Uh, so in the lockdown period, uh, she was there with me. We started online classes. And she was there with me on the mat all the time. And, you know, <laughs> she she was more keen and she was she wanted equal attention in the class. OK, if you like, okay, right, like right. yoga poses. So, yeah, it was it was uh, fun and it was nice to do with her.
0: Yes. So tell me about that. Um, How your classes, I know you, you were teaching a lot. And then how did everything change once the pandemic hit? Did all of your classes go online or did you slowly figure that out? Uh,
1: for me it was a different shift I think it was not so much offline in fact it was more online you know I am giving more time for online yoga classes than I used to do for offline you Mm -hmm. know uh, with kids at home uh, parents didn't have anything to do there was no physical activity and most of them uh, had decided to you know switch to from other regular activities even sports everything was shut down here So, they had to find some alternative to uh, be active and physically present, physically, you know, physically active. So, many of them switched to yoga and realized the benefits of yoga. So, yes, there was more of yoga. It was more offline than online. I I mean, sorry, it was more online than Mm -hmm. offline, I would say. In fact, I have increased my batches doing it online offline it was not much i was more uh, I used to give more time to school now i give more time to my private classes which is running online you know yeah so for me yeah. a much better shift there was more work for me more opportunity mm. to grow, i would say if it uh, yes awesome.
0: yes and i i think and i hope that that continues even as we start to heal and come out of this i think that once people see the benefits that I, I i do believe like it's going to be in more schools and more children will be doing yoga i really hope
1: yes that's true i think uh, that should be the near future especially in here in india people have uh, you know i would say uh, if people have started uh, getting the benefits or understanding the benefits of yoga much more uh, especially in this pandemic time when they didn't have anything to do many of them have switched to yoga because it is easy you know it's it's easy just to roll down a mat and start a class it's not like other uh, other workouts where you need uh, you know you need uh, mm-hmm. real things or some physical things to support you to do your exercise like like it's in a gym or a club
0: so- right right you just need your body <laughs> that's all you need <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. That's the best part about yoga. I you know I, I it feel like I can
1: do it from anywhere, wherever I have. Even if I don't have a yoga mat, I can just
0: grab mm-hmm. something and put it on the floor and do it. Exactly. Well, I loved um you had shared with me that you think it's so important to also teach about the yamas and the, the niyamas and to take the yoga off the mat. So I was wondering if you can first for anyone listening who's like very new to yoga, maybe doesn't know much about um, those branches of yoga. Just kind of tell us about that and then how you incorporate that with kids. Yeah, so to start with, uh, like I had told you, yoga
1: is not only on the mat, it's something that has to be taken out from your yoga mat. So before that, before I say anything about yamas and niyamas, I I feel yoga is not just about asanas and postures it's a way of living it's a lifestyle it's uh it, it is something that has to be a part of you you can't just come and do yoga and it's over no it has to be in you so uh yoga has been described uh, to be to have an eightfold part it's called the eight limbs of yoga it was introduced by patanjali who's the yoga guru the modern yoga guru i would say so uh, yeah, this eightfold path uh, goes like yamas, which are the restraints or the moral restraints. Then it's niyamas, which are observance, sorry, observances or duties that we have. It's all it's it's, it's external, I would say. Then comes the asanas, which are the postures. Then comes the pranayam, which is uh, breathing. I would say mindful breathing. Then there is pratyahara, which is withholding of senses or turning inwards. Dharana, which is concentration, focus. Dhyana, which is meditation. And samadhi, which is pure bliss or just pure concentration. So before we come to asanas and pranayams in this eightfold path, it's always yamas and niyamas. So yamas are, which are internal, which can be controlled by us, which are, sorry, yamas are external, I'm sorry, yamas are external, which are all the external factors that determine, you know, how and the way you're going to react if somebody does something to you. But niyamas are completely internal. They uh, We have to internally be aware and, you know, uh, do it so yes uh, we in uh, we doing our asanas and pranayams forget that yamas and niyamas are the most important but they are never spoken about uh, we are so influenced by exercise and workout that we forget to talk about or do these two important uh, roles of yoga in our life let me tell you more about the yamas which are the external factors So Yamas have been subdivided into five more parts, which is Ahinsa, Satya, Asteya, Brahmacharya and Aparigraha. So these are the Sanskrit words. I'm just going to quickly tell you the English uh, translation for this. It's non-violence, truthfulness, stealing, good behavior, and the last one is containment or the satisfaction. These are the Yamas. Now, uh, and let me tell you about Niyamas as well, which are external, which is Soch, Santosh, Tapas, Swadhyaya, and Ishwar Pranidhana. So when you talk about Soch, it's cleanliness, Santosh is containment, or containment, sorry. Tapas is a discipline, a disciplined life to be followed. Swathyaya is self-study and the ishwar Pranidhan is surrender complete surrender to god i know these concepts sound sound very difficult and they, they sound like oh how are you gonna do it with the kids but trust me this is the connect time that we have with kids when we sit down we decide to talk to them about this we make use of stories we make use of puppets We make use of meditations, you know, to uh, put these things across to them. And these are life skills. They are equally important as important it is to do yoga. It is uh, as important as to do asanas and pranayams. These these, uh, yamas and niyamas are uh, something that the kids are going to take back with them for their whole life. So let me tell you an example of how I do when i have to speak to kids about uh, say ahimsa which is non violence or you can put it across as kindness you know so we do a puppetry where we take two puppets and we talk to kids about you know one is a good and one is bad that's how you always set an you know something long lasting in kids mind so whenever we have those characters coming out we basically name them jim and tim so whenever we have jim and tim coming out kids know that Jim is a good boy and Tim is a bad boy. <laughs> and we all want to be like Jim. We don't want to be like Tim. Because, uh, yeah. So then uh, that's how we do. You know, so in fact, uh, let me share an example with you. Uh, recently, we, we have a very important festival here in India, if you want to have heard about Diwali. It's a festival of lights so we were just doing a diwali themed yoga with kids and we spoke to them about jim and tim going to a relative's house and how jim was a good boy he behaved well whereas tim was naughty dirty you know using tissue papers and throwing it all around the house and uh was uh, was so greedy that somebody offered him sweets and he took it he put it in his pockets and you know that's how we uh, explain kids that that's not the correct behavior. You need to be like Jim, a well-behaved child. So these are the ways we can incorporate, you know, uh, yoga, uh, yoga yamas and niyamas into kids than we do about stories. Like we did a story on kindness. You know, we uh, we told kids about an injured cat. You know, the cat is injured and. Uh, you know there are there are three friends who are playing, and uh, the first one is is so scared to see the injured cat that he decides to just walk away. You know he's scared of what has happened and is just wants to run away. The second one is confused and doesn't know what to do, uh, and the third one decides to call his parents and get some help. So, and then we ask a question, who who do you think was, you know, uh, ready and there and kind enough to help that poor cat who can't speak? And the kids are like, yes, the third one, he went on to his parents and, you know, that's how uh, we connect these Yamas and Niyamas uh, to them. It's always in different formats, the best that we can, the best that they can remember and, you know, it can stay with them for all uh, throughout.
0: Yes. I love that so much. The stories, the puppets, you don't even have to, you, you definitely, I think eventually we do use these words for them, like ahimsa, but for the youngest kids, you don't necessarily have to at first. Like you said, you can say kindness. You can, um, take it down to, to the core because these are, these concepts are very deep even for us adults. So to take it to simplest form for us too is helpful. (laughs) to hear about jim and tim you know
1: (laughs) yeah and uh, these uh these uh concepts have to be brought down to their level i feel that's that's really important you know in fact anything even in yoga when we started doing for uh, from adults when it was a shift to kids uh it had to be brought down to their level to make it easy and understanding and fun i'm sure all the yoga kids yoga teachers will uh, you know agree with me that uh, a simple pose uh, has to be brought down to a name. It has to be given an animal name or a fun name mm-hmm. for the kids to do it. And kids relate very well to it. You won't believe it in my online classes if I happen to do a similar pose. If I say this is a horse pose and do the same pose for a unicorn, they're like, ma'am, but that's a horse pose. You told us <laughs> a horse pose. We can't do it. I mean, I the <laughs> characters are related, but it happens quite often. I said, yeah, so a unicorn is also a horse, so we need to do a horse work right, for right. It. So yeah, and they relate very well to these things. They remember it for a long time, and giving names to yoga poses is uh, is fun for them, and they, it it helps them retain and connect more and much better with the pose. Yeah, uh,
0: I will. I, I want to. You have such a um, understanding of this, and and I can like feel your passion for it. So I'm very curious about how you founded your own business, Yoga Plus Kids. So you took your training, you were suddenly you're teaching kids yoga. Did you decide, oh, I have I have enough classes to start my own business. I want to work on my own. Like what what was your thinking and how did it happen? Actually let me go back and tell you how yoga plus was started. So yoga plus was started with one of my
1: friends. You know, we both were uh, really passionate about yoga. And we thought, let's take it to another level, seeing, uh, you know, my, my own child. who uh, so, so one of the major reasons for me to start Yoga Plus Kids is my daughter. So, mm. uh, you know, when I used to do yoga and uh, do it for adults, I used to speak to her about yoga in her school. And she used to say that uh, yoga is so boring. Why are you even doing it? Why don't you do something else? And I was like, boring. It's something just I love to do. And then I realized that, you know, uh, doing it with her, making it fun for her. How can I make it fun for her? And that's when I started, uh, you know, researching about it, looking about it online, how it is seen here. And I was amazed. Jessica, yoga is something that has started in India but it is so much a part of the Western culture. Uh, In fact, uh, y'all have made it yoga, uh, y'all have presented yoga, especially kids yoga in such a way that I I would personally, I would say I've learned a lot from, you know, these online YouTube uh, videos and, you know, Google. I've learned so much about kids yoga because it was never there in the market here. It is not there, it's it's still a, a very new and a very untapped market in India, I would say. So yeah, I've learned a lot from there and uh, it started with my daughter when she said, she finds boring, yoga is boring, back there in school, they don't do anything, it's boring. And now let me make it interesting for you and I started with one of my close friends. It was uh, something that we both had decided to together, but then she took a, uh, a backseat and decided to take on something else in life and I was like, no, I want to do this, and this is what I just love to do. And I, it just multiplied, and it just went on. It started from one school, uh, and uh, it was an, it was always a part of an extracurricular activity. It was not a part of uh, the syllabus or the academics, I would say, yoga, initially. But now, slowly, people have started making it a part of the academics. School has started incorporating yoga, uh, as a part of uh, you know of a learning process, and uh, when you talk about yoga in India, let me tell you a few things. Of course, Yoga Plus Kids is uh, started very you know uh, when it started it was uh, there was uh, there was not much to do. It was just a name that I had made and you know kept and started with one school, but slowly and gradually it has just been increasing, increasing. I am just. I would say four years old. Yoga plus kids is just four years old. But with this online shift, it has just increased. It has, uh, uh, it has generated a lot of opportunities for me. I don't know how people look at 2020, but I look at it as a way of opportunity for me. Lots to do. I'm telling you, I, I, I personally couldn't be present all the time and I had to give up a lot of things. So yeah, it it was a time of opportunity for me and uh, I hope it just grows and continues and just that's how yoga plus kids is. But I want to tell you more about yoga in India. I think I have not mm-hmm. shared that with you. So uh, yoga, uh, we all know is the base of the start of uh, yoga is India. Uh, and it was uh, it is started like around more than five thousand years ago. That is what we learn in our studies. Start with the you know start with the old uh, Indian scriptures, which has Rigveda and and Upanishad Upanishads, and you know it's it's traced back very old in time. And in fact, the name itself speaks for the for the Indian culture. It's a Sanskrit name, Yoga. It's, it's a Sanskrit name which uh, from where it has come and slowly and gradually from these scriptures it was evolved and made more modernized by Patanjali. You know, he made yoga very formal. He's a yoga philosopher and from there it has come to Pava Yoga, Vinyasa, Hatha, Ashtang, Ariel and what not it is just evolved according to the you know as the lifestyle is uh, changing it yoga has uh, adapted itself to the changing lifestyle i would say and from there uh, i think uh, yoga has just grown and grown and people have uh, understood the value of it more now i would say though yoga in india is traced back to more than 5000 years ago but the real essence and the real value of yoga is uh, understood much more now by people. And the only reason I would say in India yoga has gained popularity is because of our prime minister, Mr. Narendra, Singh, uh, Narendra Modi. You know, he's, uh, he's the backbone, I would say. He's a Vibhij yoga practitioner and he has a, a, he's the one who started this International Yoga Day for all the people who don't know. International, they mm-hmm. was started quite recently in 2015, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And from there, uh, you know, he, he made it uh, very clear that yoga is something that has been born and brought up in India and should be a part of the Indian culture. And because it has, I, I, I feel yoga has gained more popularity worldwide because uh, Uh, Not because of we Indians practicing it more. It is just off lately that we've started practicing. But the popularity uh, worldwide was uh, much more before when it came to India. And I guess in India, people started taking interest only because of the Western popularity to yoga. You know, Mm. oh, it's so popular over there. And it's something that has uh, been uh, originated in India. Uh, And, you know, uh, that's how most of these... uh, uh, vinyasas and, you know, these cultures have come up in India. Power Yoga has come up actually from the Western influence. It was not a part of Indian culture. It is not actually uh, yoga. It is uh, it's just a name given yoga. But actually yoga, we all know, is a little traditional and a slow format. It's not that fast as we do it in Power Yoga.
0: So, yeah, uh, that's how uh, it has been. When you um, said your daughter said yoga is boring in school, so I'm just curious, what does yoga look like in the schools currently when it's not um, specifically kids' yoga? When kids are just doing yoga within the school, why why did she say it was boring? What, what were uh, they doing? Uh, uh, I think in her school, it was not introduced in a fun way,
1: how we do it. Right. how we do it, how we make it interesting. In fact, a lot of her friends are a part of my yoga class now because they enjoy. They enjoy because the way I do it, you know, uh, we cannot do yoga with kids like the way we do it with adults. It has to be, uh, it has to be presented to them in their level. So when I do yoga with, the say, I, I have divided my students into the age of below nine and above nine so below nine when i do yoga it's all fun yoga it's all theme-based yoga it's a lot of fun it's music it's sometimes dance but the main concept of do of uh, being being there in the class is yoga so of course there are yoga poses there is a lot about yoga but there's also fun you know and when you talk about nine plus uh, it's more, the themes are completely different. I would like to, uh, let me tell you this. Uh, when I do a yoga class for nine plus, I cannot tell them that I'm doing a, um, a garden theme yoga. I cannot tell them, they will not like it. Like what garden? So, mm-hmm. uh, so I have to, you know, present to them in a much better way. Like uh, I do it, like I say, I today's class is going to be all about stretching. Today's class is going to be uh, all about uh, if not stretching, then, you know, something else like I just can not relate anything. But yeah, with stretches we can do then. Sometimes I make them do, uh, you know, challenging poses. So today's class is going to be first we do all our stretches and then we uh, make them do challenging poses. I agree the kids below nine years would enjoy that. But if I give them something in a theme based format for a nine below nine year old they will like that more they will they will connect that more like the other day i had a dinosaur themed yoga uh, i actually to do that theme yoga i had to go back do my research understand which are the dinosaurs that, mm-hmm. are, that the kids are aware about and then you know made a nice proper class plan and presented to them and they really loved it you know some uh, some kids really uh, like that history and want to know about dinosaurs and you know so it mm-hmm. was a fun class for them but for nine plus they are so smart you cannot present uh, you of course you have to be thorough with your research but they will not like to do it in that fun way you know so for them the there is a complete shift in the classes it's more of stretching it's more of challenges it's more of uh, you know uh, not fun, but a little serious yoga, but not that that we do with adults.
0: Right, it could be like you're saying, challenging poses, just balancing poses, or yeah, 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 yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah, you're still doing a theme, but rather than animals or the beach, it's like yeah. um par- partner poses. Or right now with Zoom, I guess you can't do that, but um, yeah, things like that. I totally I find the exact same thing, and I think you're right. That cutoff right around nine. Right around that, like, tween age, or you know, right before that's when you're gonna see that shift. Yes. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. When you told me balancing, I just uh, got, got to connect that, yes, we do balancing. So I present them that today's class is gonna be all about, you know, it's a balancing class. Then uh, we also use props. I introduce pop props to them because they want something novel, something different you know they will not be able to do yoga like the adults do so i keep introducing these things uh, the one most important thing that i you know keep it there consistent in all my classes is using of affirmations very very important very important at the age of 9 plus you know those affirmations just give them a positive feeling a positive outlook a strength you know confidence to do what they are doing not only on the yoga mat, but also outside the yoga mat. So I firmly believe that affirmations add on to your yoga practice.
0: Yes, yes. Love affirmations and introducing that. And yeah, just getting those positive messages into their mind early so that you're planting those seeds. Um, I want to ask you about yourself during the pandemic. So outside of, I know your business was doing really well. You're getting a lot of work. Um, In terms of taking care of yourself, you're home with your daughter and you're in lockdown. How did you take care of yourself? How are you taking care of yourself now?
1: Uh, it It was a bit little tough in the initial times. It was difficult. We All were like, oh, what are we going to do? Everything from home, it's not going to be easy but uh, as the time went on i discovered uh i mean i was i discovered all my interest my yoga routine was on time i knew you know we all had a set routine even when we were at home so i would say my uh, practice got much more regular other than of course my classes my practice uh, my personal practice got much more regular and you know i am advancing and getting much better at it i spent it more time on my yoga mat and other than that other than yoga i would say i i always had a little interest in reading but never got that time out to you know pick up a book and sit and read so i'm really grateful that i am that i've switched back to my reading habits and i'm loving it i'm just loving it i have not stopped even when you know things are opening up over here I have uh, got back to my reading, and that's the best thing that I did. And I also learned. I learned. I uh, I did a short course on pre and postnatal yoga. So that is something that is coming up soon on Yoga Plus Kids. I'm planning to work on it, and you know, start taking classes for pre and postnatal, which is again an untapped, untouched, unknown market in India. People. Be- your thing. It's a taboo. If you're practicing yoga in mm. your pregnancy, they, they don't know the concept and the importance of doing yoga in the pregnancy in, uh, you know, during pregnancy. So yeah, that is what I have, you know, uh, gained mm-hmm. and knowledge uh, And that is just uh, helped, helped, uh, helped me during this uh, phase, this uh, tough time reading, Yes. learning, and, uh, of course I'm a bit religious person. So I make it a point that I devote some time to my prayers and, you know, so that
0: has me mm-hmm. to keep, uh, to be, you know, there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up, I love to end every episode the same way. So, um, for you, if you can offer one piece of advice to, anyone out there trying to teach yoga to children what would it be mm, a piece of advice. uh i would
1: I would, uh, I would i have a piece of advice for all the teachers out there who are teaching kids yoga is that uh, you whenever you enter a class you always have a class plan ready with you you're there you're prepared for the class plan but it's not necessary you're going to follow that class plan because kids sometimes are uh, not in a mood to do uh, yoga are not in a mood to you know just sit down and meditate you so you have to go with the flow of the kids you have to adapt and change yourself maybe your class plan for the day says that you need to do this 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 yoga poses but the kids are so tired they just don't want to do much they just want to uh do shavasana they just want to relax they just want to do meditation and pranayama so i think it's important for a teacher to go to the class with a class plan but it's not uh, important for the teacher to follow that class plan it depends with you know what the children want the children are in a mood to do so you have to sometimes shift from what you plan to do to what children want to do it so happens sometimes uh, we enter a classroom and the kids are like all noisy running around. they are in a fun mood and you know to calm them down it's difficult. And at that point of time I would I would suggest the teacher to ask the students or ask the children what they would like to do in a yoga class today and go as per the flow. Even if you have a class plan, go as per the flow, ask the kids, you know, Wanted it or like yeah. it that day.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, prepare yeah. and let it go. <laughs> yes, but you can't enforce what you prepare on the kids. They, right. they, they
1: might not be ready to take it that day. So I would like to share a small piece of note that, I, you know, it's really important. So we, uh, like I said, I do yoga for high schoolers at, as well. You know, they are so stressed and burdened with their studies that uh, sometimes they just don't want to do anything. They just want to lie down and relax. And we just let it be. We, we say, okay, let's start the class like this. Let's uh, do a breathing exercise. Let's do meditation. And let's, you know, that they look up to yoga as a space to calm down, a break from their study. And it's important that we give them that sometimes.
0: So. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. And as those teenagers, I've talked with a few people about that, they're tired. They're so tired. Let them rest and do those restorative poses, do those meditations, and, and go with that. Well, listen, people are going to want to find you and, and learn more about your work. Can you share the different places that people can follow you or get in touch? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm uh, very much
1: available on Instagram so with uh, Yoga Plus Kids. Uh, Underscore Pauline. That's my uh, Insta ID. I'm also on Facebook with the name Yoga Plus Kids, and uh, these are two other best places that you can find and connect with me. Uh, Yeah, I I am uh, uh, quite available on these social media platforms. So. If ever anyone wants to connect, and am uh, there. Uh, also, you can mail me on my email ID yoga plus kids underscore Pauline at the late uh, People can connect with me on the mail there.
0: Great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I, uh, I'm going to be following you and seeing your work develop on social media. And let's stay in touch. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Jessica, for again this amazing opportunity where I get to share so much. I still have more to speak. Trust me.
0: I oh yeah, we might have to do another themed episode about just you know <laughs> yoga in India because I, I feel like we could talk about this forever, right?
1: Yes, I could. I could. I could. I could uh, talk more about it. We Luna, yes. we surely do that.
0: I would love that. Okay, well, thank you so much again. We'll talk soon and take care. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. You too. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the episode and you haven't already, I would really appreciate if you can leave a rating and review and also subscribe to the podcast. This helps people find the podcast and direct more people towards it so we can spread kids yoga to more children. You can also follow us at The Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and you can always send me an email at thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, your questions, and any ideas you have for future episodes. So thank you so much for being here and for listening, and I hope to see you next week.